welcome to Random Gaming Talk, the Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing okay, I guess. I mean, this whole thing is just looks like it's not going to end for at least another couple of weeks. The city that I live in has actually officially declared on a Facebook post that uh, it's not until the 6th of April is going to be the earliest that so we're going to be allowed to go out and do anything. Hopefully, this will resolve itself to a point to where we can get life back to normal, but, um, yeah, only time will tell. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's difficult at the moment, so uh, we're all just trying to do what we can. So, uh, But other than everything going on in the world, what have you been playing uh, within the last week? Uh, well, I did download Twin Breakers, which we've talked about a couple of times. Yes. Uh, it still takes a little bit for my brain to get used to the left thumbstick with right thumbstick with mm. the uh, brick breaking on you know half, one half the screen, the other half the screen. Um, I kind of wish that the game had a longer field of view, like the different the distance that the ball travels between where your bricks uh, break and where the paddles are. I would have liked that to be a little bit, little bit longer. It seems like it's designed for like a much, much smaller TV just blown up to scale. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I like the fact that they're trying to make an, a deep, detailed, involved story on a brick-breaking game. So i got to give them props for doing that. I mean, not too many people could do that. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's a decent game. It's you know, it's very, very uh, um, price-friendly. It's only $10 digitally. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I've just been bouncing around this little game, that little game. Nothing really significant to really talk about. Uh, so yeah, Twin Breaker Sacred Symbols game is obviously uh, Colin and Chris's game. So that's the from their Sacred Symbols podcast. We brought them up a few times. Uh, we both listened to the podcast. Uh, I am a five dollar patron for them. I don't know if you support them on Patreon or whatever. I'm just clearing up like what we how we support them and all that sort of thing. Uh, do you? Yeah, do any... I've never created a Patreon account. I've never used it once. Okay. Uh, yeah, I basically use the Entertainment Talk one and then and then subscribe through that. Uh, so I get the episodes on Tuesdays. Uh, so just kind of explaining what level we kind of support them at and stuff. Uh, I know some people have got, you know, political problems with Colin, but, yeah, that will be what it will be. Uh, on on the game side of things, you know, I think he's he, he's great for all the coverage he's done on, like, well, over 10 years, probably, because he did, like, Beyond. Longer then, than that. Yeah, over 10 years, Beyond, Kind of Funny Games, and then now Sacred Symbols, which he's doing a great job with, uh, with, with Chris as well. Uh, I didn't know anything about Chris, to be honest, before Sacred Symbols came along, but he's been uh, re- really great as well. I've I've uh, warmed to him quite well in uh, the last, well, recently, so uh, I think they're, they're both pretty great. Uh, Did uh, you see the video stuff? that uh, Chris just put up? Uh, it's about 20-minute gameplay de- demo of him, uh, in Doom, I didn't. I did see that they uploaded some sort of let's yeah. play through Patreon, but I didn't actually check what it was. Um, I, I don't know if this is the same video or not. It's basically just him describing the game and his love of it, and how it's in the same vein as 2016's Doom, but it's just so completely different in terms of this mechanic and that mechanic. And he, you could just tell he just is going to play this game like for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they did say that they were going to do a Twin Breaker. Let's play, but obviously Chris likes uh, Doom a lot, so he he did something for that. So I'll I'll check those two out uh, when I can. Um, yeah, I like the game a lot. I it's interesting because when you start the game, you do get thrown a lot of dialogue and stuff explaining you know what's going on in the world and that, and then it does get quite like simple with the dialogue after that. Like oh, we should send this and do and do that, and then talking about like the enemies that they're facing and stuff. Uh, I think they've done a, a fairly good job with 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 what they set out to do. Um, 
The only thing, one of the, I don't know if it's really a complaint, but one of the observations I've kind of seen from people and that I do agree with, the le- I don't know if you've got to this level, but the levels where you have four paddles, so it's basically left and right, you go, left and right stick, you go left and right and up and down, so it's like the whole thing, um, and it's, it's a little bit awkward, I mean it's a case of like, okay, the challenge, get used to it and all that sort of thing. It is a little bit weird when you, because you st- obviously it's the twin breaker, so you start off with two and then you go to four eventually. When when sort of the ball's going to the the or the pin whatever is uh, going to the bottom, and then I realise I haven't like positioned the uh, the br- the breaker things at the bottom, and then I kind of have to move them. So it's sort of like your your brain has to keep track of all four of these like paddle things at the same time, and that sort of thing. And I, I get it. It's like a okay, you you've moved through a bunch of levels, and you have to kind of change the way you play a bit. But I'm finding that a little bit difficult. And some other people have said like. That kind of has break broken their brain and and that sort of thing. Uh, just a kind of note for the UK release, it wasn't actually released yesterday. I did see someone reply to me on Twitter and say like, "Oh, I think it's the 25th." And then when I woke up this morning and checked, uh, it was available. So I do have the, obviously I've been playing it like I just said. Uh, it's nine pounds in the UK, so I think that's that's pretty good. That does get you because Colin and Chris both said Vita and PS4. When I actually went to because I was buying it through my phone and, and stuff like that. And then it says, okay, what version do you want to download? It had PS3 listed as well, so I'm guessing you can play it on uh, PS3. But I just went for the PS4 version. I'm not going to be playing it on Vita, I don't think. I do have one, and I do have the PS3 as well. But uh, I think I'll just play it probably on uh, on PS4 and stuff. Uh, how far have you got in the game, roughly? Have you got to uh, four paddles? No, not yet. I've just been playing uh, kind of casually on it. Mm-hmm. I do like, I don't know if uh, you noticed it or not, but all the trophy titles are song titles okay no, i didn't notice that yeah um, so it's one of those things that you don't notice it until you point it out but yeah every single trophy in the game is a song title hmm. i did notice with um greetings and salutations because yeah said, that's the name how of the, ships. the intro yeah yeah uh greetings and salutations welcome to yeah sacred symbols because uh, what one of their ship is called yeah greetings the other one is salutations uh, I thought that yeah. was a nice little nod as well, because that's one thing that he mentioned up to the release is like, okay, you're going to see some Easter eggs and references from the podcast. And as someone, well, we've both listened to obviously their their podcasts. Uh, I was I was looking forward to that as well. So I hope there's a little bit more of that as well. I don't know how much you can really reference a podcast in a game, but I guess you can do some stuff with that. So uh, I thought that was that was pretty good. But yeah, it's it's nice and simple. They've gone for like obviously a fairly simple game with. Uh, an interesting story, I think. So, um, I I think they break it up well as in terms of okay, you play two or three levels and then you get into a bit of dialogue and the characters actually talk about what's going on. So, um, yeah, I've in, I've enjoyed it so far. I've only played I'll say about ninety minutes or so, roughly, maybe an hour, maybe an hour fifteen or ninety minutes or so. But uh, it's it's been pretty good. I'll probably finish it. I don't know how long it's going to take, but. Uh, yeah, I'll maybe maybe go for the platinum. Uh, have a look at what I've got to do for that after. But um, yeah, I think it's I think it's got some, it's got some really good ideas in there as well. Like when you get to turn your uh, paddle things into well, they have like guns shooting off, and then you get like the extended uh, uh, paddle things, and then you get um, what's it like a, a a sort of wall behind them so that the ball can't like mm-hmm. go past you. I think that's pretty good. So. Um, yeah, they, yeah. They, I've got the uh, trophy list up here. Like, uh, lose all of your lives ten times. It's a uh, dead man's party, which is an eighties uh, Oingo Boingo song. Uh, uh, Money for nothing. Buy more health and die again ten times. Uh, 
very classic. Uh, also, a song, uh, new skin. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think, uh, wa- I think I remember seeing those pop up. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, every uh, "Welcome to Paradise," "Catch Me If I'm Falling," "It Only Took a Day." You know, these are very classic songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, "Break It Down Again." Some are very obscure. Like there's a, a song called "In Books." Never heard of that, but you no. Know, hmm. I, I that's something that I think is just really cool and I like. Cool. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna finish it probably soon or whatever, uh, and then have a look see if I can see if I can get that platinum. I'm not someone who like hunts for platinums or whatever, but when there's a game like a, a game that I really enjoy, like a Crash or a Spider-Man or something, I tend to uh, go for them. So um, we shall see. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend it. Eight pounds or did you say ten dollars in the US? Yeah, it's ten here in the US, but that's just like conversion rate. So yeah. Yeah, so we uh, recommend you check that out as well. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say about the game? Um, but yeah, it's got some good ideas. It's it's pretty simple, but it has a uh, good story to it as well. So uh, we will update when we play more of that next week. Um, one ge- other game I actually did finish. I finally finished uh, Moss on PSVR. A really, really great game. Really enjoyed what they did towards the end. Some of the middle stuff, I have to admit, was a bit tedious. Um, there, there's certain points in the game where it looks like there's a wall and there isn't but like if you slightly tilt your head or look around a bit which i guess is what you're supposed to be doing but i just didn't at some points um yeah you're kind of supposed to look around a bit more but i guess i just didn't in certain situations but some points where it really looks like there is a wall and you think like oh how am i supposed to work out how to get past there and you find out you can just walk through it is a little bit annoying I thought the ending of the game was great. You basically use this like crossbow and you have to kind of do this partner sort of thing. Basically, you have to pull the string back of this big crossbow thing. And then you have to get Moss himself to pull the lever. So it's a bit of like a teamwork kind of thing. Um, yeah, the, the way I can kind of describe it. Obviously, it's a VR game, so it's a bit different to subscribe to, to uh, uh, describe. You know, like a doll's house. Yeah, how mm-hmm. you have like little chairs, little doors, little cupboards or whatever. It's sort of like looking into a door, a doll's house, but with obviously different scenes and stuff like that. But in VR, can you kind of imagine what that would look like a little bit? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, so you have like, like when you're going through little doors or you have little ledges and stuff like that, or little chests that you open or levers that you pull or enemies. That's the that's the best way I can kind of describe it. Think of what a doll's house look like, looks like and the sort of size of everything. So even though when you have like... You know, a, a bed, which is pretty big in real life, depending on, obviously, the size of the bed. And then you're looking in different, or looking at different things on the game. It's basically that size, but instead of you looking at one in the real world, it's basically that same site, but in VR is the best way I can describe it. And, uh, yeah, some of the some of the stuff in the game is really, really well detailed and really great to uh, look at. Uh, there's, a partic- there's a couple of particular shots in the game of, like... Uh, the sky and stuff and some shots with the water which i think looks just amazing uh yeah just just graphically uh it looks incredible as well um and it's really kind of cool as well when um certain puzzles that you solve because uh, basically you control you with the controller like motion control wise you have this little blue ball kind of thing which like pulls certain doors and stuff like that to, to be able to help moss through the game it's really cool sometimes when you basically you figure out a puzzle in the game and Literally, he'll hold his hand up to do a high five, (laughs) 
and if you like lean the little blue ball you've got forward towards his hand and do a little high five you can kind of do that with, with certain puzzles it's, it's really quite charming and really really cool uh, i thoroughly enjoyed it and i uh, definitely recommend it obviously it's only on uh, i think it is on um valve or something like that and on steam as well because that's what kind of came up at the end of the game but uh yeah if you've got a psvr or whatever and that sort of thing i i highly recommend it of course if you haven't then you well you can't play it but uh yeah definitely it, it's certainly in the lines of like an astrobot but obviously astrobots all sort of sci-fi and robots and stuff like that but uh this is much more well, grounded in a way you've got like you know crab enemies and and, and stuff like that but you've got a lot more sort of real world scenery in certain ways uh, but yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed it thought it was brilliant uh, so I'm hoping that they maybe do both with Astrobot and uh, Moss do, do sequels to those on probably some sort of PSVR 2 on PS5 yes we'll talk about the PS5 stuff uh, here in a bit but um, yeah have you have you seen any of well, either of those games Astrobot or uh, or Moss I did watch about the first five minutes of you playing Moss it's on the YouTube channel Yeah. anybody that's curious on that go, should go check that out but I've always said VR, I have no problem with VR. It's just not a game style that I'm going to really want to play until it gets much, much lighter and much uh, cheaper barrier to entry. So. Yeah, yeah. It is It is one of them games, like there's certain games that you couldn't play outside of VR because of their mechanics and stuff. I think there's a way you could make, it wouldn't be quite the same experience because you wouldn't have the quite sort of up-close visual sort of stuff that you get with with the vr thing but i think you could there's a way you could probably make that playable obviously you actually can't but there's probably a way you could do that game outside of vr because plus it doesn't use any move controllers either so um i i think they could possibly do that but uh yeah those are the games i've roughly been playing obviously i've still been playing call of duty uh still not jumping into warzone uh still just playing my cyber attack stuff which you know if that's what i want to do then that's what i'll do but uh yeah had some good games had some bad games um i i tell you what though there's there's kind of a, a feeling among the community that like okay if you i mean lots of people get called lots of different names for lots of different things but just don't use a riot shield you know what i mean like it's it's so completely annoying when like let's say it's a 1v1 at the end and the bomb is like about to go off or whatever or, or you've got like two minutes to defuse it or whatever and you've got you've let's say you've got no explosives you're, like, you're out of rpgs you haven't got any of your explosives and you've only got your gun or a shotgun and you've got a guy who's edging towards you he's crouched down to the right shield is like fully on the ground there's no space there and he's edging slowly and slowly slowly and slowly towards you the amount of i i get it like okay challenge you have to figure out how to do it can you like jump around him or anything the majority of the time no you can't uh some of these players have kind of i guess trained themselves in such a way to where they're so good with the riot shield that you can't really do anything about it because like you can't shoot them from the side because they're so well trained with themselves as to they know exactly sort of where to stand when they're approaching you and it will basically be the situation where you're shooting at the riot shield and then obviously you stop because you realize it doesn't work and then they'll just slowly come towards you they'll close that gap um and like they basically you can do this shove with the riot shield and if you hit someone twice they're dead and then that's basically it so because uh, i joined this game the other day and uh, there was a couple of people on the on the you know voice chat and that so i was talking to them and uh literally this there was obviously it's six v six there was four people that jumped out of the not jumped out the window jumped out off this little ledge that was a window and like all four of them had a riot shield and it was just chaos and the woman i was talking to was like you know what i'm out of here and uh, i don't think there's any penalty in the game for leaving games because i've left um, a fair few games that have been just ridiculous 
but like we're 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 getting ready to go and like I've got my sniper I'm ready to try and snipe some people and then you just get these four guys that jump out the window with riot shield and it's like okay we we can't really do anything you could still kill them but like it's just it's just so awkward so uh, what what do you think of the irritation of that I suppose uh that sounds like it's the uh magic the gathering equivalent of a mill deck Okay. Uh, for those people that don't know, when you play Magic the Gathering, there's a style of blue called a mill deck to where one of the win conditions is to make sure that the, the uh, that your opponent cannot draw a card at the start of his next turn. And so you build this whole deck around getting people to discard cards. You can't win by, like, uh, you know, knocking their health points down to zero. You just win because you make a move and then they discard 15 cards. And I hate mill deckers with a violent passion because they take all fun and strategy out of the game because literally every single card in their deck has an effect to where you discard a card. Like I was playing, um, I, I, every now and then I'll jump into uh, Magic the Gathering Arena, which is a free-to-play game, which is one of the reasons why I will play it because I don't have to spend any money on it. Mm-hmm. And there's a card where you tap it and you uh, force the opponent to discard two cards. I've seen people where they have that card seven times in their deck. Oh, wow. And they'll get like four or five of those cards out. And so they tap them all, and then you're just there goes half your deck. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, also, I know this is, you know, the people that are doing this aren't going to listen. Can we just be nicer to women in games? Like, is that, like, there's there's been some genuinely disgusting things. Because I've come across, like I just said, the, the woman that I played with. Of like, I mean, I'm, I both can't remember what some people said, and I don't want to also repeat them. But just like, uh, you know, we're in 2020. Can't we? Can't we just do a better job of that? Like some of the some of the things that are being said to not just women on the same team as me, but literally on the on the opposite team as well. Just the way that some guys are speaking to women on Call of Duty is it, it's not even like okay, you're being kind of nasty. It's like no, you're really being genuinely disgusting right now. And uh, I mean, you know, me me kind of talking about it on here isn't going to do really anything. But uh, yeah, let's let's just try and be nicer to each other. That would be quite helpful. So, um, are, are you surprised that that's still a thing? I guess in twenty twenty, what that people are horrible human beings. Right. No, we've been yeah. we've been horrible human beings since the start of the human race. Yeah. But this isn't a new thing. Um, did, was G four ever a channel over in the UK? I don't remember it. No, it was an early attempt at a gaming channel. It uh, lo- it didn't launch, but it pe- got people into the modern uh, realm, knowing who Adam Sussler was and. Uh, Olivia Munn was on that channel for a while, um, and they used to have a segment on their gaming show called It Came From Xbox Live, and it was just people being horrible people on Xbox Live. That's been day one. One of the first online Xbox Live games I played was MechWarrior. A long, long time ago, uh, I wrote an article for Entertainment Talk about the 10 games they should bring from backwards compatibility from the original Xbox. Yep. And one of them I mentioned was MechWarrior. Um, what I didn't mention in the article was just some of the garbage that I heard coming over the mics. It's why I don't have my mics on ever mm-hmm. anymore. Even if I'm like playing a game where you have to play uh, multiplayer, um, unless it's somebody I know and somebody that I'm friends with, I do not have my mic and I mute everybody's else, everybody else's mic immediately. Mm-hmm. Um and these people directed towards anybody. I mean, they'll be especially cruel directing it towards women, but I guarantee you they're saying that to everybody else as well. They just, they hear 
that there's a woman in the group and that's their target. And if it's not going to be them, it's going to be somebody else that they'll pick at a target. Yeah, yeah. But it's just disappointing and, yeah, disgusting to see. So, um, there you go. But other than that, you know, been having a fairly good time with Call of Duty. You know, I'm still dying from ridiculous stuff and whatever, but uh, I'm kind of used to it at this point. So... (laughs) But uh, mm-hmm. you know, every you know, a lot of the time I'll get a great kill and I'll celebrate it, and uh, it'll be some good stuff. So there we go. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to talk about? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's get into some uh, housekeeping and let you know what else we've been doing on Entertainment Talk. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today. Just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way. All you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we did just record a TV Talk episode uh, with Bex as well. Me, me, Robert and Bex did that. Uh, it was a good like hour and 20 minutes or so. We had a lot of different things to talk about, some crazy stuff to talk about, some uh, good stuff and some stuff we don't recommend, like things like The Runaways. Uh, but look, at that's not on the website at the moment, but I'm going to upload and edit, the, uh, edit sorry, and up, up, upload those uh, later, today, t- later today, so look out for those as well. These should pretty much be uploaded around the same time, so have a look out for both of those. Uh, streaming service reviews, obviously this week I'm continuing with those. Uh, this week was the BBC iPlayer. Next week will be Disney+, Plus, seeing as that is out, but uh, I want to spend a good amount of time with it and then give it a fair sort of judgment. Or whatever, uh, and in the week after that will be Stars Play in the UK. So have a look out for those. But this week, the BBC R player talking about you know the silly TV license stuff that surrounds it, uh, talking about the content, the app, all that sort of thing. So you can check that out. Uh, of course, on the big uh, TV side of things, um, Westworld and Walking Dead, both our podcasts for this week's episodes are out. Uh, and like we said, Better Call Soul podcast will be on t- uh, Thursday. Sorry, uh, so look out for that tomorrow for season five, episode six. But this week's uh, Westworld and Walking Dead episodes, those podcasts are out and available to listen to um did a podcast talking about 20 different tv shows that i recommend that have either finished or are having a final season either at the moment or sometime soon so you can go and listen to that if you're looking for some tv recommendations at the moment uh david also did a written list on geektown.co.uk that's for 10 uh, feel good tv shows so if you're looking for some tv stuff to uh, watch at the moment uh, check out both of those for some different recommendations as well 
Uh, what else we got? Batwoman podcast for season 1 episode 15. So have a look out for that as well. Uh, no film reviews of course at the moment because of obvious reasons. And no uh, uh, sports podcast or no main night podcast at the moment for uh, obvious reasons as well. But uh, other than that, yeah, some good stuff happening at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. I uh, just want to throw it out there as well. I'm currently looking for suggestions for... Uh, I'm going to be covering uh, a show called Run. Which is going to be on HBO and Sky Atlantic starring uh, Merritt Weaver. That starts on the 12th of April. I'm going to be doing a preview podcast uh, within the next couple of weeks. But I can't think of a name yet. Uh, I just, yeah, can't think of one. So uh, if anybody's got any suggestions, of course, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Uh, Twitter at UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, off the top of your head, any suggestions? Podcast for Run? Anything? Uh, my initial thought would be Keeping Pace. Because that's pace. very important with uh, running is maintaining a pace, especially if it's like a marathon. Hmm. But Maybe. I'm not familiar enough to, with the show to know if that would be fitting or not. So Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, we'll keep uh, brainstorming some stuff and uh, I'm sure we'll come up with uh, something eventually. So, uh, But yeah, that's pretty much what's been happening at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. I think we should get to the the big event first. Uh, I've got it mm-hmm. written down. I think you've got some stuff written down as well. The uh, the PS5 reveal, quote unquote. Um, I, I'll just read out what I've got written down here. Uh, no console shown. A 52 minute tech talk. Uh, no controller shown. No game shown. And uh, I did write down. We disagreed with this in the kind of pre talk for the podcast. <clears throat> uh, but I think with what Mark Cerny was given to talk about, he did a great job. Uh, where just in terms of like okay, his speech delivery and just explaining things and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, what did you think of this reveal? I suppose. Um, on that aspect, I do actually agree with you. Uh, it is he did the best that he could have done. The problem was, is they set him up for failure. Yeah. Because, and you and I only say that in comparison with the Xbox, and it's not because I'm an Xbox fanboy. That I don't care about. With the Xbox reveal, they had the console there, so you could see the final build, you could see this part, that part, and the other part, and they would bounce between the technical stuff, and then and they'd show like some gameplay, and then some more technical stuff, and then some other functions, and so they balanced the, to me, fascinating, but to most people, kind of uh, antiseptic, I guess would be the best word, of the technical part of it, with how does this affect me as a gamer. With the PlayStation 1, all they had that was a technical, and I was droning out. I almost fell asleep twice watching that thing. And it's not that I'm not fascinated with the technical. I love the technical. I'm all about the technical. But you got to show me what it does. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they gave no reason of why you should care about this stat for this piece of hardware. And to be fair, they technically don't have to. I mean, that's just uh, a presentation choice they made. But in terms of making me want to buy a PS5, it was a big swing and a miss. Yeah, it's like with the Xbox One, I wanted to go out and buy one that day, even though I didn't have the five hundred dollars, <laughs> what it's probably going to cost to spend on it. 
I was like, yeah, where's this? Give me it. Like, right now, shut up and take my money. But right. uh, the, the, the PlayStation one, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> it's like reading stereo instructions, although you're not old enough to really get what that joke means. So Right. Um, I just kind of think... Because when they were advertising this on on Twitter and you know, oh, the, we're going to go into a deep dive on the PS5 reveal tomorrow and whatever it was, because it was literally advertised the day before, wasn't it? Uh huh. I don't think that they should have said that. I really think this should have just been clearly kind of. And some people might say, oh, like you've you've looked at the reveal information wrong and that sort of thing. I just think that they should have said, okay, this is what we're going to because this was what was planned for GDC, which was cancelled for obvious reasons. Um. I think they should have really been clear about like, okay, this is going to be, they, they, they could have, I mean, I don't think it would have even been really spoiling a surprise if they literally said on, on Twitter or whatever, this is going to be a 52 minute, um, or approximately 52 minute conversation, uh, or, or, uh, description thing from Mark Cerny going into the specs of the PS5 instead of labeling it as like a PS5 reveal. Cause there, a lot of people that I saw on Twitter that I agreed with and stuff was like, Oh, this is, you, you know, when they did that, um, was it in February, 2013, they did the PS5 reveal and stuff and they showed things off and showed off what it looked like. You mean it, the PS4 it, reveal? Yeah. Sorry. The PS4 reveal in, uh, in, in 2013, I, I sort of looked at how they were labeling it and sort of saw what everybody else was kind of discussing and everyone was like okay is this the february talk that we were gonna get but it's in march instead and i was like i think that's probably kind of what this is and then uh, i i mean like maybe some people's expectations were different and we're like okay they're just gonna go into specs and things like that um and that's what they ended up doing uh on the console and controller side of things do you think that they've actually designed this thing yet? I have this weird feeling that they haven't um, decided what it looks like. Because otherwise, why haven't we been shown what this thing looks like? Because you can, you can say, like, okay, this is what the PS5 looks like. And then say, okay, coming up later in the year, we're going to reveal games and that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just have this weird feeling with the PS5 at the moment. Like, they got that, um, you know, the bad feedback from the, the dev kit, what that looked like and stuff. And part of me thinks that they haven't settled on i could be completely wrong about this and that that's perfectly fair if if i am part of me kind of is going in thinking like have they decided what this thing does look like yet because i think there's a possibility that they haven't um what 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 do you think on like the design choice well with the controller there's no reason to care about it because it's not going to look that much different than what's out now yeah i mean if you look at playstation one till now Outside of that gimmicky, useless functioning touchpad in the front, it hasn't really changed a whole lot. Yeah. Outside well, of that prototype uh, boomerang looking thing that they were going to do for the PS3, but it just got dumped on so hard they had to cancel that. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I've said this before on the f- podcast. I'm one of the few people that likes the look of the dev kit. I would that would be cool. It would at least be something different and cool. Versus the the monolithic looking square that is you know the one X the Series X sorry yeah but I'll still buy the Series X because I know what it looks like I know what it's gonna do and I know as, as a tech guy I know how powerful that machine is but yeah. they with all the gameplay that they did they gave me a reason to care about all that stuff and they did not do that for this uh, demonstration it's just so weird at the moment how Sony's really being cagey with their information like we've had okay we know that that um i can't remember what it's called but the, the game we saw at the game awards we know that that's going to be at least on ps5 or whatever we can make assumptions about like oh horizon 2 is going to be a launch title and 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 whatever 
Xbox has basically, I mean, Xbox has given this thing to, you know, YouTubers for to, to like, completely explore and stuff, and I did watch the, uh, Austin Evans, um, video, I thought that was great, and we, we got, like, a proper whole look at, like, we've, we've completely seen, I mean, he took apart the, the damn thing and put it together, the Xbox, uh, Series X, so we know, well, inside and out what, what the thing looks like, we've seen the thing functioning, uh, the, the Series X, like, with, with the, uh, swapping between games and stuff, and, uh, like, Sony doesn't even want to show what this thing looks like and i'm just maybe there's a specific reason obviously we don't work for sony so we don't know what that is but uh part of me just thinks that they haven't actually settled on a design yet which is weird but uh again i could be wrong with that but uh i mean just on that question alone do you think that they've decided what this thing looks like uh it's possible that they're thinking about doing a redesign i mean this late in the stage you're not going to get um anything major changing unless there's like a component issue that could that would warrant a change um and that's the thing too and the people that listen to uh, colin moriarty's podcast talked about how you know there's a good chance it'll get delayed past the new year i Mm. i don't see it coming out this year no just and the the virus thing that's been going around is a perfect excuse not to do it because then and you're not old enough well you're barely kind of old enough to remember when the ps2 came out they had massive shortages i mean there were people that were buying them when they would come in stock and resell them on ebay for like two thousand dollars and people were buying them which made no sense whatsoever but there was they had they they lost a lot of pr on that with that uh, um with that supply thing and they don't want to go through that again mm-hmm um so if they you know they can use this as an excuse hey we're going to push it back a couple of months this that and the other and nobody would have an issue with it because all that's going to do is secure a uh supply chain for when it does officially quote-unquote come out but that's really going to be hard to balance with that uh holiday release and the sales that they might or might not get because of that so yeah, yeah. Um, I I agree with a couple of other points on uh, Sacred Symbols about like for a first kind of big talk, like you've had the wide articles and stuff, and but for a first like big YouTube talk and stuff like that, I do think this was probably the wrong first uh, stepping stone for for PS Five. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean like they they uh, again we we got like the whole backwards compatibility thing to get into as well and the the mess around that. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I personally don't think that they've settled on an actual design for this thing. I could be wrong, you know, obviously, like I said, we don't work for Sony, and we have no idea what decisions they're making behind the scenes. Um, but uh, yeah, we should probably talk as well about the, because they showed that chip, I can't remember the name of it, because there was a bunch of different names that were just shared around in this uh, little talk. Um, so Mark Sony was talking about, like, okay, this thing will be able to play PS4, or some, we'll, talk, we'll get into that specifically in a minute as well. It came up with PS4 Pro, ps4 and then a lot of people were saying okay it looks like there's space below for three two and one the thing is that i also agree with um because colin was making this point as well if you are going to come out with the quote about like oh the top because first of all it was okay the top 100 most popular ps4 games will be like selecting those or something and then like either the next day or the day after sony came out and was like no the the top like i think it was 1000 or like 100 games or something for PS4 will select them for backwards compatibility it really brings up a very clear picture to me about like okay first of all you didn't I know there's room on that thing yes for three to three two and one but when you go when you're going from PS4 to PS5 if you can't 
safely say like okay the because i mean like with with the xbox series x they've clearly shown like you know uh xbox original games will be on there 360 xbox one and obviously you know series x games which it will be playing for for sony to come out and be like oh you know the, the top 100 or certain select games or, or this and that i think there's zero chance we get ps3 2 and 1 on, on this thing i mean if you can't get the the most recent the ps4 that generation games to all run on uh, PS4, I don't see any reason how or why they would get three, two, and one to to go on there. So uh, yeah, what what did you think of the mixed messaging on the backwards compatibility? Well, I think it's laughable that people are expecting three, two, and one to become backwards compatible when they can't yeah. even let you change your username without it <laughs> mucking shit up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like I and like I've said several times before on the podcast, I mean it, Microsoft has already proven that they can do it because they're doing it right now. Um, mm. And I, I think their intent was to say they were focusing on the mo- the 100 most popular games for functionality and that they were going to have the rest of them um, you know, come in later because not yeah. all 360 games are backwards compatible. That goes down to the producer or the developer putting in the time to make it backwards compatible. Right, but there are a ton but, of them. So. But there are a lot of them. But there was, it didn't start with a lot. It started with a few, and then it built and it built and it built. But then then again, that was a feature that they didn't think they could do initially. And then when they could do it, they're just like, oh, by the way, yeah, you can do this now. Mm. And I don't know. I'm sure yeah. somebody knows, but I can't think of off the top of my head how many games Microsoft started at launch. But it was more of they just did it, and it works now, so let's just add on to it and go and go and go and go and go. So... Yeah, I think I, I mean. Since... And that was like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, uh, that was, and this is something that we covered on a previous podcast. It was just a tagline during Phil Spencer's speech at E3, and it just said uh, 360 games, but now backwards compatible on uh, Xbox One. Mm. And I'm just like, did I see that right? I did not. I did not see that right. <laughs> and then he talked about it a little bit. It's like, yeah, I saw that right. So yeah. I mean, I've ever since I think it was last year at E3 when the they started talking about the ser- the uh, Series X more. Obviously, it was called was it Scarlet mm-hmm. back then. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. Um, Scarlet, yeah, yeah. As soon as Phil Spencer made that comment about like, okay, the Xbox family, and then showed like, okay, the 360, the One, the the One S, the One X, the Series X. Even from that moment, you kind of knew, okay, <clears throat> the Series X will definitely play. Xbox One games, 360, and uh, original Xbox games. With Sony, it's just been... I mean, yeah, they, they've they have never really... I mean, th- their answer to it is PlayStation Now, where you have to stream PS3 games, which isn't really a viable option for a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, they, they've, they've messed it up a bit. Um, one, one other thing I want to bring in that does tie to that, and this is something else that Colin mentioned as well, is uh, it seems a bit obvious that, like, Okay, Sony's kind of going. Okay, look at us. We have got God of War. We got Uncharted. We got Horizon, and you know this, that, and the other exclusive. And yes, you have, and those games are fantastic, uh, and all that sort of thing. And all, all the you know studios that they got working for them, and Ghost of Tsushima uh, uh, looks great, and Last of Us Two looks great, and all that sort of thing. I think they're maybe taking this approach next generation with PS5, where they're going to go. Okay, yeah, we haven't, you know, we got the PS now and the the PS4 Pro and the, the PS4 games. There's some of them there and all that sort of thing. 
and then they'll kind of go but look we've got god of war 2 and spider-man 2 and uncharted 5 or whatever and horizon 2 and last of us 2 and i think they're gonna kind of use that as a distraction in the next gen to say like hey yeah the xbox they, they've they've got all their backwards compatible games but they haven't got horizon 2 and spider-man 2 and this that and any other game um, do you think they're going to kind of use that as a distraction going forward? Of like, yeah, sure, you can't play your PS1, 2, 3, and you could play some of your PS4 games, but look, Last of Us 2 and all that sort of thing uh, going forward. They're definitely going to use that. How effective that's going to be, I don't know, because right. um, we're still to the point to where you know Final Fantasy Seven is coming back, but it's coming back as an episodic thing, so mm-hmm. you never know how that's going to get people's reaction going. Um, and and, my, and Sony has always been about the exclusives for the longest time, mm-hmm. um, but you know that doesn't mean people still don't want the backwards compatibility. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong; I love a lot of those games. You know, I'm really looking forward to Last of Us Part Two. Really enjoyed the first one. Spider Man's fantastic, and Horizon's fantastic. But yeah, it, it's it that is something that's become quite a lot bit clearer i think um especially they're just their their complete lack of you know their complete silence around any kind of backwards compatibility it's funny as well when you just look at xbox and they kind of haven't even explained the backwards compatibility they've just kind of been like hey it's here look kind of thing they're just kind of you know they 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 turn on the series x and the games are just on there they don't even really need to explain hey you can play this game and that game on your on your series x is it's almost as like it's kind of not even a separate thing on the xbox it, it's sort of like it's just a normal a completely normal part of their ecosystem now because it basically is so oh, because they, they had all that set up beginning with uh one x one x was yeah by every single measure a far more uh powerful version of the xbox one fl- platform you know it's it was leaps and bounds ahead of the s the s was just there to be smaller and lighter but the X was clearly a technical jump, and everything just worked. Yeah. So now that uh, the Series X is coming out, and it's another giant technical jump, we don't care because we already know it already works. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, with the whole like swapping between games and that that sort of stuff's going to be really helpful with uh, the uh, the you know swapping between literally different generations of games on xbox so like, don't get me wrong i know i know I've, i know we just said a lot of negative things about sony but we still you know really like playstation and we're still looking forward to their games and stuff but you you gotta point out when they're either messaging things weird or just getting things kind of wrong which they're doing both of in this uh situation so uh let's get into some of the technical stuff i guess i think you've got some of that stuff uh, yeah, I've, right I've got the uh, barebone specs. The uh, main processing unit is an 8x Zen 2 core at 3.5 gigahertz. Uh, the main graphical processing uh, unit is a custom RDNA 2 10.28 teraflops uh, system. Uh, 16 gig mem- 16 gigs of uh, memory, uh, 448 gigabit uh, per second bandwidth. Uh, internal storage at uh, 825 gigs. Um, uh, you know, expandable storage slot through the SSD, uh, external USB support, 4K uh, UHD, Blu-ray drive. So on par, it's not quite what the Xbox is, but it's close enough to where it's not going to be the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. You know, going from you know ten and a half teraflops to uh, twelve teraflops, it is a faster difference, but not one that you're really going to notice. 
Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I want to kind of pick up from that, the 825 gigabytes of space? Yeah, not a full terabyte. That's a weird, that's just a weird number. Um, More, my guess is, is that they were looking at hardware and right. the cost differential between that one and a full terabyte didn't justify it. Yeah, it, it's just it's 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 a weird number, and it like yeah. it's I I don't really like. I mean, I've still got my five hundred gig uh, Xbox One and my five hundred gigabytes uh, PS4, and yeah, I have I've had the Call of Duty problems and stuff, but uh, I've never used them. Granted, you know, I I rent games and then send them back, and then once I'm once I know I'm not going to play a game again, I do delete it, which obviously frees up the space. But, uh, yeah, for people that, you know, are playing loads of different games uh, and need, like, a terabyte or two terabytes or whatever. Because, I mean, especially jumping into the next generation when you have got games like, you know, Cyberpunk and whatever else you're going to have in the future. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, 825, it's just a weird number. I mean, it's uh, lower than what we expected, which was the terabyte, but uh, just an odd number to choose from. Uh, I know that's a weird thing to kind of nitpick at a bit, but... um, yeah, it's just a bit strange to be honest. So um yeah, uh yeah, the teraflops it's yeah, Xbox has got 12 and PS5's got 10, hasn't it? And I remember a lot of people kind of pointing that out and being like, "Oh, you know, PS PS5's going to be really weak and and whatever." But uh I mean, you know, it's still probably going to run really really well. It'll probably run, you know, better than the PS4 and that sort of stuff. But um yeah, any thoughts from you on these uh specs or the hard drive space and that sort of thing? Uh, well, like I said before, I'm a technical guy, so the specs are fascinating to me on that technical level. Yeah. But show us the damn console. I mean, it's you're still uh, saying that it's going to be a holiday 2020 release, and we don't know what it looks like. Yeah. And yeah. and I've said before, if it looks like the dev kit, I think that's really cool, and I know I'm in the minority of that. Mm. But that thing looks like a futuristic console. It doesn't if, look like a giant. Know, that's what it looks like. Yeah. At that point, so because uh, I, I mean, there's people making like like you know fake concepts videos and like oh this is what the PS5 looks like because uh, yeah you'd hear it you'd hear about what the PS5 looks like from a random YouTuber instead of Sony first, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah people like to make that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to compare quickly. Like, okay, so we've seen you know literally inside and out what the Series X looks like. We've heard about you know Halo Infinite. Hellblade 2 is going to be on there. Obviously, they don't have any exclusives for a year and a half, but that's going to be, assuming assuming the, the launch games that the thing actually comes with. Uh, we know it plays, obviously, the backwards compatible games. You're not, you know, not, not every single one of them, but a large, large chunk of them. Uh, we've seen what the controller looks like, which does look a lot like an Xbox One controller, but obviously with new stuff on it. And then with Sony, we know the hard drive space. We might know what it looks like if it looks like that PS5 thing. Uh, we're assuming the controller looks somewhat similar. We don't know about the touchpad yet. We have guessed what games come out with it, like Horizon 2, but we don't know that. And I think that's everything. Yeah, we don't know what controller looks like. We don't know what the console looks like. Um, and that's that's kind of the information we have so far on these. So, uh, do Do you get this feeling from Sony a little bit that they're like... Because uh, I said about earlier, like, okay, have they decided what this thing looks like? Let's say that they have. Let's let's use the the other side of the argument. Are they kind of does it seem to you like they're a little bit nervous to just show what this thing looks like, in, in, in a way. That's definitely a possibility. I mean, it's one yeah. of those things that you're never gonna know unless mm. somebody very very high up at Sony officially says it. 
Yeah. But that's the impression that I'm getting. And I and this one I think you're getting too and we're not the only ones. Yeah. It it's either that the other thing which they haven't decided what it looks like again that's just a guess from me. The other thing is it kind of seems a little bit like okay let's step back and cuz Microsoft are just talking and talking and talking and that's great we've seen what it looks like we know about the games and the the save states and swapping games and stuff. It sort of seems a little bit like as well the other possibility that they're literally kind of stepping back a bit and then saying, okay, the opposition is talking about, you know, their console and stuff. Let's maybe let them do that for a while. And then once they've finished talking, we can kind of try to come up with something better. But then they've done that and already come out on the worse side because they haven't got the backwards compatibility or the lack of it and all the other things we just discussed. So that that strategy hasn't worked for them either, at least, well, you know, so far. Because, uh, I mean, you get you could get a different scenario where, okay, they come out with what it looks like, it looks great, um, uh, and then, you know, the games come out, people are like, oh, look, Horizon 2, Spider-Man 2, this and that and the other, and then they start to maybe win, you know, not the whole conversation, but some of the conversation over, and maybe they're just waiting for their opportunity to do that, but the, the other thing is, as well, okay, what are they waiting for for that as well? Um do, yeah, do you know see, that's mean? the question that I would love to be, have answered. Is that you already said you weren't going to be at E3, so it's not like you're you're taking up time from that, right? There's, you know, Microsoft has already got all their stuff out and given people stuff to talk about. Why are you not at least giving us something to talk about? Yeah, about and then outside you... of the fact that you're the only thing we have to talk about is that you're not giving us anything to talk about. Right, and then when you've come out with stuff, it's just disappointed people basically mm-hmm. so anyway uh anything else we should talk about with the ps5 I, no that's I about it yeah yeah um like we said we'll see what game sony comes out with we can sit here and assume and guess what ones are going to come out but uh we don't know for sure uh still very very excited for the last of us part two i mean this presentation didn't change my mind on the last of us two you know so uh obviously that's still going to be on ps4 end of may very much looking forward to that uh and then ghost of uh tsushima um when is that again the end, end of june isn't it yeah. Yeah. End of June. Uh, still looking forward to that. So yeah, still some great stuff on the game front. But I uh, overall, I think we can agree that they just missed the mark on this uh, tech talk. So there you go. And uh, well, just a final kind of quick thoughts on that. What did you think of the little makeshift crowd thing that they had in the video? I know it's a little. I thing honestly to talk thought about, I but... was watching an episode of Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. <laughs> cool. Did that show uh, ever get big over in the UK? It's been. It's been around on here. I don't know if it's like a newer version or whatever, but I've seen, I've scrolled past it and stuff on Netflix. I, I know it's available somewhere in the UK, but I've never seen. Yeah, uh, the Netflix was like a reboot one they did with Patton Oswalt and Felicia Day. Uh, the the original one was just some random dude out of uh, Wisconsin. I want to say, but I don't think that's right. Um, yeah, and he just did it with some of his friends to like the really cheap movies he could get licenses to. And it just became a phenomenon. And there's some like truly, truly hilarious episodes from the original run. Um, but yeah, I I was having flashbacks for that. Hmm. Cool. Uh, all right, let's move on to talk about just. A, I don't want to dump jump too much into this because we talked about this quite a lot over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, there was the rumors about like, oh, Sony's going to buy Castlevania, Metal Gear, and Silent Hill from Konami. Konami kind of came out and said, like, okay, that's not going to be happening, which some people thought it was. I, I never thought that was really a possibility. And then they basically said, like, okay, we're we're sort of like a... I can't remember the exact quote, so I can't, like, quote them word for word. 
something along the lines of like okay we're aware of like okay how popular these things are and that people want more of them and like it was sort of a like okay we'll get back to you when we've decided to do something with them uh to me you know again i can only speak to my own opinion um that kind of tells me that they're still on the same track of like okay we still have the pachinko machines uh you know kojima's nowhere near us at the moment so we won't jump into metal gear because you've seen the results of that uh but no obviously sony won't be getting uh those those ip so um yeah what did you think of their little update in regards to i mean update to say okay there's nothing happening with these games really what did you think of that yeah, and that's not unexpected because there's no reason yeah. for them to sell the games. Licensed games? Yeah, they could do that. Just sit back and click stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks. Yeah. But to actually sell it, there's no reason to unless they plan to literally do nothing with it ever again for the whole of human history. Yeah. Uh, something, you know, don't mean to keep qu- quoting Colin, but he does come up with some uh, good stuff. He kind of came out and said, like, uh, it, like, the, like what you kind of said about the possibility of, like, okay, what about if Konami licenses Metal Gear to Sony and then they can work with Kojima Productions and that's a way to get Kojima back on board? That is literally the only possibility that you're going to get Kojima to work on uh, Metal Gear, but I still don't think that that's going to happen. So, Yeah, and see, I was, I was truly hoping that... Uh... When Kojima set up his production studio, that Microsoft would have gotten that as an exclusive because that would have been just a giant f you to the whole thing. Yeah, which would have been absolutely hilarious. But yeah. that you know that was you know that's just a missed opportunity. So cool. Uh, but yeah, just want to talk about the little update that they gave. Uh, we talked about it before, so uh, there you go. Uh, those are the two things I've got written down. Obviously, one of them was the big Sony thing so um there we go uh what do you have the other stuff to talk about for this week well just a quick uh talk um you did mention uh uh the call of duty uh uh royale that's been going on yep the, uh, uh, that did yeah warzone it uh, launched on uh, march 10th and surpassed 30 million players on march 20th so well you're not a big fan of it uh, clearly some people are now obviously yeah it being a free game, it's got a free barrier to entry, and since we're all stuck at home, we got to play something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but still, you know, it, it would have uh, died off by now if it wasn't at least somewhat good on some level to some people. And I've got four people on my Twitch stream friends list right now playing the game. So, cool. Uh, no, I mean it's great. I want the game to be. I still want the game mode to be successful. You know, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm playing the same game, so I obviously don't want to root for it to fail because. I still want to play it because uh, it is the same game. It's just a different game mode. Um, but yeah, like I kind of said before, it just doesn't appeal to the way I want to play Call of Duty, which is picking my own guns from the start, unlocking things, and then playing cyber attack basically, and then communicating with people. Some of which are very rude. Some of which are very nice actually as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I kind of knew from the start like okay, a battle royale in in modern warfare probably not going to be something I like and then you know I jump into the game and I pick up this like LMG which has got like one round and I'm shooting that at some guy from like 50 something not miles obviously 50 like yards or meters away and like I'm not hitting him because he's on a building below me and he looks like an ant so I can't even hit him and then the other gun I pick up is this pistol which I hate pistols on the game and uh, I mean some people are really really like annoyingly good with pistols on the game again that's not kind of my um, play style and then I have like 
12 bullets in this pistol and uh, you know I run out of bullets in the LMG this guy's still jumping around on the building below me and I'm like okay I just I just you know just just wasn't for me so uh, you know if people are, are jumping in and enjoying it especially as you know you don't it isn't required that you have PS plus or uh, modern warfare to play if there's something that is free that you enjoy and uh, you're having a good time with it then that's great as well so but uh, it's not going to be something I'm going to be trying out I'm going to be sticking to my uh, free for all and uh, cyber attack so um, there you go. But yeah, you, uh, thirty million players. You said in uh, it broke days? thirty million. Obviously, that's not concurrent, but I'm guessing right. thirty million unique players. So yeah, but yeah, that's great as well. Um, we'll see how it compares to the likes of you know Fortnite, PUBG, Apex. What's the other ones that are out there? Uh, uh, those are the, those are the main big ones that you you sort of hear. I about. know Microsoft started a new one called bleeding edge but i don't oh, yeah. i know that it had a beta a while back but i don't know if it's like still active or not yeah that's the uh, ninja theory game isn't it so, i think yeah yeah uh that that was the one i said like okay i like ninja theory a lot but that one's not for me hellblade 2 i will be checking that out uh when that comes out but um yeah if you're having a good time with the game then uh, that's great so but uh it's just not going to be for me who knows maybe in a couple of weeks i'll give it another shot but uh, i just don't see that as being uh, the likely scenario so, uh, I think we can move on from that. Uh, what else do you, do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, a new uh, page popped up on Steam's website. It's called Next Gen HP VR Headset. Mm. So, apparently, Hewitt Packard is collaborating with uh, Steam to create a new headset. Um, this is just a splash page, so it's very little information. Uh, it just has one little segment called About This Hardware. And it says, The Next Generation HP Virtual Reality HMD which I, I don't know what that is, developed in collaboration with Valve and Microsoft, mm. delivers an immersive, comfortable, and compatible VR experience. Quote, it is the new standard in VR, and there's a short little 14-second teaser video. So it looks like Microsoft is either pushing uh, HoloLens to the back burner, which um, makes sense because that's what I thought that weird port on the Series X was going to be for, and when we find out it's just external storage. Mm-hmm. Um, a tweet from somebody called Jez Corden, which I don't know who that is, says Microsoft isn't done with VR, HP teasing and it's updating it's their Windows Mixed Reality headset in partnership with Microsoft and Valve. Um, and this is not Valve's first foray into uh, VR. They worked with HTC to bring the Vive headset to market, mm-hmm. uh, but they've been purchasing their own internally designed headset. Uh, headset for a while now it looks like we got our first look at it and when i say first look it's literally just a head-on view of it and it looks like any other you know uh vr goggles that you would put on no you know wiring or uh anything like that but still it's uh looks like they're coming out with some new hardware in the near future if they got a splash page up for it Yep. Uh, I mean, if this is tied into the Series X, which would be great, it'd uh, be cool to see how they could pe- compete with Sony with uh, PSVR, of course, assumingly uh, PSVR 2 eventually. Uh, I mean, yeah, you've got those 12 teraflops as, as opposed to the 10, so uh, you, you've you got the, the edge with the competition, I suppose. But um, no, it, it would be really cool to see what Microsoft could do with uh, some Xbox VR stuff, maybe some sort of like Halo sci-fi um VR game. I mean, there's a bunch of different cool stuff that they could do uh, as well, which which would be great. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really like when I do play VR stuff. Obviously, like I've said, Moss was great, uh, Astrobot was great, a lot of other stuff that I've played has been really, really good. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be very interested to see what Microsoft would do because uh, like 
uh, it's been at least like three or four years since we saw that Minecraft um, uh, Hololens, yeah, yeah. Hololens uh, AR kind of um, thing on stage, and then that was the last we ever kind of heard about it. So if they're ditching that for some sort of VR, which I think is a more viable option and a better option, perhaps. Um, you know, with certain, like, smaller households and stuff like that. I mean, I've got a pretty small... I, I can kind of just about play... I've never, like, you know, knocked into something too hard or, like, injured myself or anything or knocked anything terrible over. But, I mean, you know, a, a small kind of room and I can I can manage with the VR stuff that I've got um, unless the game is called Job Simulator, which literally won't sync up to any way that I uh, try to play it. I, I mean, I've played a dozen games on VR and that's the, only, that's the only game that won't just sync in any way, shape or form that I, that I try to do so. So, I uh, don't know what to do about that. But, um, yeah, we'll see what they kind of come up with. We, we don't know, obviously, if this will be something for launch for the Series X or in a couple of years. But, um, yeah, what, how do you feel about if uh, Xbox gets into the VR, VR kind of space? Uh, like I said before, when it gets to the point to where it's a lower cost of entry, yeah, it's more comfortable wearing uh, for longer periods of time, and it's not, you know, a 20-pound brick on my head, <laughs> then I'll be more interested in getting it. Uh, until then, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah, and when it doesn't have a processor box that you have to plug into your PSVR, um, which goes in the same, which goes in the port right next to the, um, it's either the camera or the HDMI cable, and it makes things really close together. It is pretty awkward to play PSVR, but I will say once you've once you've got there and you've got things set up, uh, it's uh, it's a pretty great experience, but uh, I I understand a lot with okay you know the the headset is is kind of big and it might be too heavy for certain people and there is a lot of cables on that thing. It's also really annoying when like okay I get things set up and like, I have it plugged in and I have the USB plugged in and then the cable is like tangled and it's like okay well I can't safely play with a tangled up cable and then I'm spending time undoing that and uh, yeah it, it it can be a bit of a mess and I do understand people's frustrations with that. But uh, yeah, once you've got there, it's a uh, it's a great experience. So uh, and I'm yeah, I have to admit I'm I'm lucky to be able to experience something like that as well. So because uh, I've seen some uh, pretty great stuff in VR as well, especially water wise, like with Astrobot and with Moss, some uh, really really great stuff with that. So um, yeah, Moss looked really cool. Yeah, the one uh, um, PS4 VR game that I would want to play, I have a couple friends that have a headset, so I might see if I could borrow it for them. Mm-hmm. Is the Iron Man VR? Yeah, because that actually looked really cool and really fun. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, I can't remember the date that they set that till. Was it May? I'm or... sure it's been pushed back. Yeah, it, it was I, pushed I can... back. I can't remember the new date off the top of my head. Yeah. But uh, it's. But I mean, it got pushed back before the whole virus thing, so I'm sure it's pushed back after that again. So. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, that should be a pretty great uh, experience as well. Hopefully. Uh, also, just on a side note, I really do need to get a chair for my VR because I've decided to use more of the space on the floor as opposed to the bed because i used to sit on the bed and play vr but certain games let's just say you can't really do that uh things like star trek and that and uh, i end up just standing up for like an hour or whatever so i should probably get a chair it can't be something that's too low though it needs to be not a high chair not a high chair in terms of like a children's one but a, a chair that's well high up so that i can pretty much so i can stay at the same kind of height but you know sit down bar would probably so. be the best way to go yeah yeah so we'll see but uh Cool. What else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the last thing that I was able to find, Edge Magazine is coming out with a, a special issue uh, for their May 2020 issue. So um, it's uh, not out yet, but it can be. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very deep dive with uh, Gabe Newell. So this rolls back into uh, Steam and everything. 
there's a, I just have the talking points of it, but at some point I'm going to see if I can either find a physical copy or a uh, um, a digital copy of it because this is an interview that I want to read the whole thing on. He talks about there's a large-scale update to Artifact, which pretty much everybody on the planet has forgotten about because 90% of its user base dropped off within the first month, uh, is being called Artifact 2, so they're still not giving up on that. He goes into his competition with Epic Games, which I really want to read that. Uh, he talks about the uh, Steam Machine, which I don't know if you remember or not, was like a, a, supposed to be like a super cheap... Uh, uh, not PC PC to plug into your TV back in 2013 um, to plug into your like your main TV for that. Yeah. Uh, the the article on uh, Games Radar only gives like the little bittiest bits of snippet to it, um, but it's like it looks like it's going to be like a super big article. So when that comes out, I'm going to have to check that out and get it, and then we can talk more about it. Uh, do you remember the Steam OS box at all ever? Or the, the what? Sorry. The Steam OS box that they tried to sell, the Steam machines. Not particularly, no. I, it rings a bit of a bell, but it's not something I uh, remember too much. So yeah, uh, yeah. The Steam machine was. It had an Alienware logo, which Alienware is, was a computer company that I eventually. Mean, I remember I think, Alienware. Yeah, they got bought out by Dell. You can still buy Alienware branded uh, uh, computers, but it's just it's Dell stuff. So you're just buying a Dell. Right. Um, you're just buying a more expensive Dell. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, me- I remember that logo on probably some kind of computer that I had or one at school probably or something. Um, so, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, so, that's all I had. So Cool. So is there anything specific with this that you wanted to talk about or uh, just wanted to bring it up, I suppose? Well, I brought it up just to... Because there's so much about that that I want to know. Okay. Like He talks into... Steam the Steam Machine box and why it failed, but they don't get into, into specifics of the article. I'm, I definitely want to know about that. They talk about their current uh, competition war with uh, the Epic Game Store. I definitely want to know more about that. Um, and so the teaser is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's getting me interested in the game. So, But once the magazine comes out, either digitally or in a physical print, then I can get it and we can go into a much deeper discussion on it. Cool. All right. Uh, that is all the news that we got for you or all of the discussion that we got for you for this episode of Random Gaming Talk thank you all very much for listening uh, stay safe everybody um, and please stay indoors I know some of you are me and Robert obviously are uh, but I'm still seeing people outside which is really annoying me uh, but aside from that um, yeah if you guys have any thoughts feelings questions comments on either the PS5 versus Series X situation or what Sony has and hasn't talked about with that and everything that Microsoft has talked about with the Xbox Series X. Uh, Matthew, and Ent- Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, uh, Twitter e Talk UK. there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Yeah, lots of cool stuff to discuss um, and uh, yeah, we'll see when and what and if and what the PS5 looks like and what it can do and all that sort of stuff. So it, it was interesting as well. This is one final point I want to bring up. They've not got any PS3 or PS2 backwards compatibility, but Mark Sony brought up Jack, I think it was Jack 3, which is a PS2 game, and Dead Space, which is a 360 and a PS3 game. Neither of which, I don't know if, I don't know if Dead Space is on PS now, that would be one way you could play it on PS5, but neither of those games can be played, I know he was giving examples of like, corridor loading stuff and all that sort of thing, 
but neither of those games can be played on PS5 or PS4 either. Uh, so I thought that was interesting to, to sort of bring that up as well. Cause in terms of games that he did mention, obviously he talked about... I think he mentioned Spider-Man 2 at one point because he said about the load times and stuff. But mm-hmm. the only other games he did mention was, yeah, I think Jack 2 or Jack 3 and uh, Dead Space. So, yeah, like we said, we'll see what Sony comes out with and what Microsoft comes out with in the coming weeks. Uh, in, I mean, in the in the meantime, Nintendo's just, like, doing their own thing. Uh, so they're I, staying in their lane and they're yeah. doing really well at it. Yeah, Animal Crossing's coming out, or has come out. People really, really like it, and uh, yeah. yeah, they're just doing the thing. Anybody, anybody that's on my stream list that isn't dedicated to one game that's not playing uh, uh, Call of Duty is playing Animal Crossing. Okay, cool. I'm guessing some people are playing Doom probably as well. So Yeah, there's a few Doom players, but uh, I mean, the people that I've been following for a while, like right now, there's Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Overwatch, uh, and... Piku Kuni, which I don't... Piku Nuki, which I don't know what that is, but... Me neither, so... Uh, but yes, that's everything that we've got for you for this episode. Uh, please check out everything else that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, lots of stuff still going on. I've got a bunch of, like, season reviews I want to do, but I kind of want to plan them for... Maybe when we're on a break, I'm not sure exactly when. But there is there is other stuff we're going to be doing once because you know Better Call Saul, Walking Dead, and Westworld aren't going to be on the TV forever. Uh, and obviously, Run is coming out on HBO. Star Trek Discovery is hopefully coming back soon. Um, but other than that, there is some other stuff I want to cover as well. So we'll get to that uh, in in a good time. So, but uh, yeah, thank you everybody very much for listening. Like I said, entertainmenttalk.org is where you can find everything. Uh, just on a side note as well for uh, Bex and David, if you want to check out Bex on Twitch at the moment, Trista Bites on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, of course, geektown.co.uk for TV and film news and stuff. And for Geektown Radio on Tuesdays, you can find Geektown Radio on geektown.co.uk and on podcast services as well. So uh, get yourselves informed. Uh, check out all those, yeah, all, all the three of us, me, Bex and David uh, at the moment as well. Uh, check out everything that we're all doing on those different places uh, of course for us as well Amazon affiliate link if you're shopping on Amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra uh, iTunes feeds please rate review and subscribe to those make sure you get subscribed to well Bex on Twitch Geek Time Radio on, on iTunes podcast services and Entertainment Talk on uh, iTunes and podcast services as well uh, word of mouth if you see someone talking about something that we've covered please tell them about that particular piece of content uh, social media you can also share them on Facebook and Twitter and put them in different Facebook groups if you can uh, and lastly video games of course like we said Bex is uh, also on Twitch as well she does uh, geeky chat stuff and she plays uh, games on there as well so check out uh, me David and Bex on Twitch and then Robert on Mixer sometimes as well uh, and also look up for Let's Play Sundays thank you all very much for listening and uh, we'll see you next time goodbye goodbye <laughs>